Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dorm Inform. I'm Miles Hoffman, here in my dorm to inform you of the next upcoming artists in the music industry. Today, I have the group Bad here with me. They're from New York City. They love delivering funk, soul vibes, and we're here to talk about all of their content and what's to come. How's it going, Bad? Good. <laughs> so there's plenty to talk about, especially since now in a time of COVID, um, artists all around the country are kind of facing a whole bunch of different forms of deficits. And I don't think that's any different for you two. Um, but I definitely want to dive into a few things just about who you guys are. Let us know um, the whole history of BAD for those who haven't heard of BAD before. Take it away. All right. <laughs> uh, so we've been making music together for a really long time, um, like 10 years. Um, and it started with um, kind of a, a pop rock project that we won't name and uh, playing in Battle of the Bands in our high school um, and, and doing that whole thing. And then we went to separate colleges and, um, you know, st started working on our own things and, um, you know, just busy with school and things like that. And then we kind of found like a mutual love of funk music. We were like, got super into Stevie Wonder and Prince and Aretha Franklin and um, started writing some funk music that we put out, right? Yeah. Also unnamed. Yeah, we won't <laughs> tell you where to find it. And, <laughs> uh, and so that was just kind of what we did for fun. And we both got into um, songwriting for other artists and, um, you know, kind of just gave up on the artist thing on our end. And then um, a couple years ago, we started working on the funk music again. We hired some musicians, local musicians in New York that we really looked up to and, and really loved and um, put together our EP. Uh, and it was still kind of, we still really weren't taking it very seriously. It was just for fun. And, um, and it was pretty jumbled musically. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, just like, whatever. We, did, yeah. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't have a clear vision, but, um, I think after we released the EP and then, um, it was, you know, well-ish received by just like our peers, we were pretty excited about it and then started taking it a little more seriously and started focusing on what our sound really is and what our image really is. And, um, and that's, that's, that leads us to here. <laughs> yeah. And that EP you're talking about, is that like content even before like the good EP that you guys released last year, or are we talking like time way before that you guys even had a presence on like platforms and everything like that? So the good EP is what I'm talking about. Okay. And that was like the first release as bad, but even then we were like, ah, whatever. <laughs> we're just going to put out our funk music and call it bad because we didn't, we, we did think it was better than the previous stuff we had done, which is why we had the new artist name. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, as a personal fan of your music, I'll probably have to do a deep dive to find all that stuff as you're referencing <laughs> a band camp, not as a form of embarrassment, but just because like, I got to check out the history of all these artists and it's, it's, it's not, kind of, it's not bad. No, I mean, no, it's not. It's, like, it's fine. The, <laughs> yeah. It, no, it, it's fine. It's just, we were in the high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it was a, it was a different a different time yeah for sure i can imagine i mean i'm much younger than you guys but i think my generation has really just hit home with all this funk music and i think you guys definitely fit in that line and you were able to figure out a pretty good image as a group but then also pinpointing an audience that's going to be engaged with the content so um i do want to quickly dive into some of it though um i think it would be super cool so in a time of covid zoom is your best friend so we should be able to can you guys see the screen on your end there yeah okay sweet awesome um so this is bad's website if you guys haven't checked it out i gotta say i love it it's just it fits (laughs) it fits so well um our friend Dan made it. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm assuming friends, like photographers wise, like all that kind of stuff. Is this like all just like a um, a valiant effort to like release something that is very home style, like all of your friends together made this? So the this photo was actually a, someone who wasn't a friend of ours. Um, that was kind of one of the first times that we reached out to someone that we didn't yeah. already know. Oh, yeah. But our friend did build the website the artwork for both for all of our releases have, have been done by friends. So yeah, a, a lot of the times it is, it is. Yeah. Fan. Super cool. And I don't remember exactly when you guys announced the merch, but I, I really do need to ask this. So since you guys have a dirty laundry sweatshirt, is every sweatshirt worn by either one of you two? And can it be classified as dirty laundry? That would be gross and hysterical. <laughs> we charge more for that. Yeah, no, you charge more for it. And then like on the inside, you stick like a signature somewhere and say, oh, like, it's been yeah, worn it's like, four it's times. Like the, uh, like the signature baseball, you know, like Steiner sports, you get a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> I mean, being from Massachusetts, everybody's like, if you get a Brady jersey, you need to make sure it has all the grass stains. So yeah, exactly. it's that kind of concept, for sure. Probably, but, Tom Brady is my least favorite athlete of all time. <laughs> that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna lead I'm, to some I, I, when people, when somebody mentions Tom Brady, I have to I have to just put that in there. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean that makes sense, of course. I, I'm <laughs> not the biggest York, so. <laughs> by all means, I'm not the biggest sports guy, but uh, plenty of my friends that are just huge like sports heads like they have their own opinions as well so yeah for sure. yeah for sure so um i am a spotify user and in general i think every one of your songs definitely hits home as its own separate identity and that's a big portion of like what dormant forms about um my management company named identity literally focuses on who is the artist and then what identity are they trying to drive at for each individual project they're working on? So I definitely want to go through some of your content and figure out like what were like some of the visions or what was the intent behind each one of these projects and ultimately come down to like a full sort of consensus for like any listener that's really into your music of like, what was this song about? How should how should or what how do we feel about hearing that the creators thought of it this way and then us as a listener we thought of it a different way and that ultimately leads into like there's like this ever expanding 
ideas and opinions that lead up into all these different fan bases. I mean, I will tell you now, as like a Wolfpack fan, you got all these different kinds of groups that just literally debate about Wolfpack music. So the same thing applies to literally any kind of content out there. And I think it especially applies for your group as well. So um, I want to first talk about Refresher. So Refresher, in my eyes, is probably one of the most commercial songs that you guys have. And for one reason that I think for it is because um, I see it fitting so well. If you were to take this song and like launch it off into space in a separate direction of like the world of like film and TV sync, using this for like a Pepsi commercial. And yeah, that'd be great. You know anybody at Pepsi? <laughs> I do have friends in film sync, um, but nobody at Pepsi or Coca-Cola. But what I will say is, and the reason why I mention is, um, we'll go through the song. We'll just do one quick listen of it, but I'm going to pinpoint a few quick things. And I'd love to know what your ideas were behind the song and everything like that. That sounds sure. cool with you. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs>
that was Refresher by Bad. To all the Dorm Informed listeners, you can hear that on all streaming platforms. And if you need any sort of links to get there, just go to badtheband.com. So let's talk quickly about Refresher and what we just heard. First thing I was talking about earlier about the whole like film sync industry is this clicking noise of like cracking a soda can. So Jack, as the producer of like all the band arrangements, I need to know, was there actual cans used? Was this like a 12 pack? What soda were we using here? (laughs) You got to tell me all of it. Uh, Did we use an actual soda can? No, we didn't. (laughs) We found found the sound somewhere. Oh yeah. I I like like to think in my head, in my head that we used it. The thing is like, I don't know, recording, (laughs) recording the soda can, we would have had to get so many to get the right sound and whatever. So we just found one that we liked and we did it that way. Um, the is real. That's yeah, yeah, that, that's real. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. Cause I, I was thinking at first, like it, it should be synthetic, but also yeah. at the same time, there's, it sounds almost so it sounds so accurate to whatever it is. So wherever you got that sample is great. But yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know where we got it, but here I'm going to quickly let's play back. It's right before the minute mark, which props for you guys for hitting the course before the minute mark. That's like, that's like the gold standard for a lot of pop music in a lot of ways. Um, but also it's just attention to detail. So really great job on that. I think I missed it there. That's just so good. And <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, Julia, you're the one who actually, like, does, like, the refresh, like, what are, I don't even know what you would call it. It's just the awe that comes after drinking a cold beverage. That is me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really does encompass, I think, the full form of, like, yeah, you're calling the song Refresher. And I know there was a bigger meaning to the fact that, like, it's not just about drinking your, like, a cold beverage that you like but from what i understand and tell me if i'm wrong it's almost about and this is not to embarrass my girlfriend we've been dating now for more than a year we hit our one year anniversary but there's a sense of like you feel refreshed when you're with somebody and either if it's that you're hugging them or you're kissing them it's that feeling within like a relationship that feels almost refreshing and I think that almost fits within the whole vibe of like the um, upbeat pop funk vibe that comes with a lot of your music. And it fits well as a great theme. I think that's just such a good um, metaphor that's used in the song. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. And I think actually it was this song when we wrote it, we were like, hmm. <clears throat> we should probably change our artist name because this is, (laughs) this is a little different than the others. Like it just felt, it felt like the beginning of of something. Yeah. It definitely makes sense too. And I, I mean, would you guys call this like the, you know, everyone has like kind they kind of pick favorites when it comes to releasing out um, an EP. And I know Refresher came out earlier, but would you guys single this out as like, is this your favorite track of the EP? second favorite it gets like honorable mentions those kinds of things i i would say this yeah i'd say refresher is probably my favorite from from that batch yeah. i think it's been surpassed now yeah but it's um, my favorite from the ep too from the ep and i think 
I think you said like when when I was when I was messing around with the production on the bridge because we we kind of left it kind of open ended, and I sent I sent Julia like a text with like an updated bounce of like the bridge production, and I, I don't know, I feel like you were like that's like the birth of bad when we did the yeah. stupid yeah it was bridge. a it was a joke I yeah. think <laughs> it was it was like you know it was half halfway joke and halfway yeah. serious, but we were like. Oh, this is actually kind of funny, but yeah. but kind of good. And that that um, the bridge of this song yeah. kind of made us realize like we can push the boundaries more that way than the live way, which is like right. BAB or something is yeah. way oh, more yeah. like live band in a room type of deal. For sure. And I I think I was it it really is so much different within the song. The bridge yeah. just it it sticks out, and it really is it kind of takes it a few notches back and then it rants back up and guys say, Julia, when you hit the high note there and you just hold it out, plus the harmonies, it, it, it kills, it kills. So thank you. Um, what do you think within this song? And I know you guys mentioned the bridge a little bit. Do you have like a favorite part that you worked on, like behind the scenes, songwriting, producing wise, um, that you felt like it really hit home with, something that you wanted to deliver to your audience i uh, for me it was the the mode base <laughs> we had the, we had our our friend greg mayo come in and play he plays everything but he played like the key the synth bass stuff on, on all all the tracks on, on the ep at least um and he played some, some guitar and some keys and we kind of like just had had a day with him to just do whatever and i think when he when he was putting down the synth bass stuff on all of these tracks, but Refresher especially. I, I mean, I was I was just so excited about that. That's like something that I love. That's like an element of this music that I've loved forever in Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson and um, like Al Jarreau and all all of those all the amazing like classic funky artists all have that element, and it's at such a high level that when we heard somebody at, at such a high level doing it for us, it was like, wow, yeah. this is really cool and feels more real. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And it's great to see that there are some ways in which and this is like leaping forward in terms of part of the conversation I wanted to have with you guys of like building your relationships and connections with people outside of just the two of you, like what you can create, but then also who can, who else can contribute. That's just awesome. Yeah. Um, so next off, I do want to talk briefly, but we're not going to play it, but there's one thing I did want to ma mention about Take Care, um, also off the EP. It's really interesting how much of that vibe of that song reminds me of, like, the parts of Michael Jackson in transition from, you know, away from Jackson 5 into his solo career. And it it really does pull you into, like, this feeling of, you know, it's a bit of like a heartache within the song, but also it's a bit about just feeling like a little bit like you could cherish the experiences that you just had. There's like, you know, it's um, there's like a blessing and a curse to like each moment in life. And I think Take Care really does encompass that. So that's also a track I would highly recommend people checking out. That said, you know, if you have all the time in the world and you just want to listen to some funky tunes, check out all their stuff. I mean, I listen to their stuff on repeat. Um, it, it's 
it's great stuff for sure uh and hey they got a song called dirty laundry so like you know that's the song you need to play if you're in your college dorm room and you haven't done your laundry for three weeks i mean (laughs) that song literally is the go-to song i will always listen to when i you know have to pop a quarter in and just do a load so um but yeah for sure um one thing that is i think super important with kind of this whole aspect of being a creative in an industry that is so like time consuming but also risky is trying to figure out what's going to differentiate you versus everybody else and i think you guys hit home by picking or experimenting with a, with a genre that is pretty current it's very authentic in a lot of different ways and a lot of younger audiences are attracted to this new level of authenticity like what is going to be your qualified unique characteristic and that's in my opinion one of the biggest genres that has the most potential for it um but adding off of that the creative process um let's talk a little bit about it just in general with either if we're talking about the ep debut single dirty laundry as your most recent um i know jack you're producing really the two of you together you guys are writing and then julia you're singing and adding that presence to it there's one character that i don't think we've necessarily pinpointed that is really essential to this genre which is the horns so let's talk a little bit about that i know you can't really talk uh for him but um I got to say, Philip's got some great stuff planned for all these arrangements. And I'd love to know how both of you, when you guys are writing stuff and producing it, how is that also getting involved into the mix? And how are you making sure that, you know, the actual sound of the song is equally balanced across the board? Well, with with the horns specifically, I guess, uh, we, well, in, on the EP, it was a mix of uh phil writing and me writing and then since then it's just been phil <laughs> and and only phil playing yeah we had, and, and we had only, some friends play on the yeah. ep uh in addition to phil yeah right yeah but he i mean he's just such a monster uh he you know he wrote for prince is his his big thing and countless gospel artists i think like kirk franklin and and just like just massive people in that genre um and he and he has his own artist project that's amazing philip lassiter yeah philip lassiter yeah, and his artist project is called filthy um ph filthy. <laughs> yep. um and yeah and he he's just he's awesome i've looked up to him for a really long time um since i saw him play with prince <laughs> and he posted on instagram one day like hey horn arrangements like hit me up and i was like okay sure <laughs> and and we did and it's it's his process is amazing we just send him an instrumental and the vocal and no other (laughs) notes or references and you just like let him do his thing on it and then when it comes back we usually we'll move stuff around we'll mute stuff in certain sections kind of like build out the arrangement how, how we want and i always tell him like just write as much as you want like just go nuts on it and we can we can always you know finagle it that way but i think that's a that's become part of the the sound, like you said. Yeah. He's like our unofficial third band mate. Yeah. And he probably doesn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome to say that, though, I would say. I mean, 
this <laughs> this gets into something that we were talking about earlier, just of like everyone knows the saying, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. <laughs> I always say instead, it's not about what you know. It's not about what you know, but it's about who knows you. And the idea is how long can you hold on to a relationship with somebody to the point where somebody like Phil, he's your go-to and he knows that he, you guys are going to keep coming back to him and, and be like, Hey, we got like a whole nother like round of songs that are coming out here and we need some more horns on this. And you guys, you just kill it. Like, I mean, it's a little bit self-explanatory in that, in that sense, but it, it's just really cool to see how, upcoming and emerging talent can still work with already, you know, really well recognized talent. And then both are ultimately getting um, some form of um, recognition and credibility because of it. So that's just really cool. Um, Alongside that, uh, there's this whole other world that lies outside of the actual content that you're listening to, which is, I hear a lot from a lot I hear a lot from artists it's not even 50/50 between what you're making and what you're promoting but it's more like a split between like 70% marketing and 30% creation so I'd be curious to know like fitting in line with your vision for your music what's your like vision I guess artistically for your marketing how does that all look um, for bad and for the future of all your projects? Well, that is actually probably one of the biggest reasons we've resisted an artist project for as long as we did. Um, it's really hard to market yourself and feels a little like conceited almost it's hard to be like look at us look at what we did listen to it um so you know i think we've tried to make it as genuine as possible um sometimes you do have to kind of brag a little bit um and really my biggest focus has been our instagram i'm like if our instagram looks cool (laughs) and that's like something i enjoy doing then you know we can get people on board. Um, we did start working with a PR person, which has been super helpful because, you know, she has connections we don't have, uh, you know, she does it for a living. Um, and you know, we've got things going on day jobs and, and, you know, uh, this doesn't pay the bills (laughs) 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 quite yet. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to work on that sort of thing. So definitely getting people to help, um, has been helpful. And then, I mean, I, I really like the, the whole image. I I'm really into fashion. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've enjoyed putting that part of, of, of our project together and, you know, what we look like on stage and what we look like in photos and how does our, you know, how does the single, like what visuals will go with the next single. And, um, we, we've got a, a lot of ideas for some of the stuff that should have come out earlier this year, but then disaster struck um but yeah so that's that's kind of my focus um when it comes to marketing well you mentioned it earlier but let's address the elephant in the room here we got a you know worldwide pandemic going on and you know you address something that i feel a lot of people are kind of stuck in right now there are creatives that are out of touring 
There are creatives that had, you know, live booking sessions at their local pubs and bars that now they can't go and perform at. That's what paid their bills. And if it's not that, then what are they doing on the side? And I feel like when you live a double-edged or like a double-sided life of you have, you know, a full-time job that you need to be working and then does this just become like a hobby but like a really you know time consuming hobby that also at some point you would hope would be paying the bills something like covid kind of just like you know turns that on its head so much and i love to know you know without getting of course any too personal because this is like a crazy time for everybody and i feel like we need to respect each other's process as we're getting through this. Um, But I'd be curious to know, how have you guys been affected due to the pandemic and everything like that? Oh yeah, it's definitely been, definitely been weird. Um, I mean, just as a, as a band, we, we haven't really done that. We had a lot of plans at the beginning of the year before the dirty launch release with other releases. We were going to do a show in LA in the fall uh music video stuff like we had a lot of plans and we kind of scrapped all that because of because of this and now now we're getting back into it now like i guess for the first couple months it was like let's wait it out let's see what happens now i think people not just us but in general are realizing this is going to go on for a while and we're going to have to just kind of adjust how we do things so we might as well keep pushing forward so i think from from a band perspective that's that's kind of where, where we're at now and I guess personally, I mean, I've been pretty affected in that most of my work is with um, other artists in the studio, and I haven't done an in-person session in in months. Uh, and I don't know when I'm gonna go back to it. At least, you know, on like a normal everyday basis. So that's definitely been tough. And doing Zoom sessions is fine, but it's not ideal. And um, you know, the, the, and then there's the whole other thing you talked about, which is like the live performance thing, which that was definitely a part of my income playing gigs in the city with people or, you know, cocktail hour type things. We always do a lot of holiday stuff, the two of us, and that's all obviously not going to happen this year. So, yeah, I mean, we're in we're in an okay position. Like we're grateful that we, we're we're okay, and I know some people are are in are in much tougher waters um but yeah it's obviously it's been it's been really tricky to navigate that well thank you for sharing and i think a lot of people are cathartic with that just you know this is a weird time that's just just say it lightly um and we're making the most of it i think that's the most important thing and the fact that you guys are still making i would say more than even a valiant effort to uh be releasing music, pushing out, uh, your name. Um, it, it does, it definitely, um, speaks a lot. So, uh, thank you for releasing music. I think that's something that people need to, and even if you're not releasing it, uh, the idea of spending the time to think about, okay, how do we hone our craft? How do we get ready for the next push? That's going to be so essential. Um, because I feel like we're going to get this we had like a giant floodgate of new music the minute COVID hit. We all knew that was going to mm-hmm. come, but I feel like we're going to get another floodgate when things can kind of come to a new sense of normalcy, just because everybody's ready to get back into action and just like, you know, turn it up to eleven on all this. So, um, 
future thinking. If we look past COVID for one quick second and just, you know, have a positive attitude, what are your like all-time aspiring goals as like a group? (laughs) Big question. Um, Well, we definitely have some, some songs ready to go that I think we'll put out pre the end of all of this. Um, So, you know, I hope when this is all over, we've got some new stuff ready to go. Um, Definitely want to get back into playing shows. I really miss our band. Yeah. Um, We'd love to do that LA trip and, and, you know, maybe perform with some, some other artists in, in different areas. I think that'd be great. Um, I would love to do the music video we had in mind. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to think about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think well, we, I mean, we've always talked about like getting on a on a tour as yeah. an as an opening act or or some version of that would yeah. be would be great just to kind of get out of the New York mm-hmm. thing, which we were going to do with the LA show, but. Um, just kind of expand the eyes that we're in front of mm-hmm. um, and not, not just have it based, have it be based on where we're playing shows or what, you know, Spotify playlists yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you get on, like, and just trying to expand that, that a little bit more. Yeah. And you mentioned sync, which I think is something we're also really interested in. Yeah. Um, you know, our, I, I think, in a very specific sense, like Pepsi, <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on what opportunities present themselves, but that's definitely a, a goal for us. Yeah. yeah, no, I'll say it now. Pepsi, if you're hearing this, check out their, <laughs> check out Bad's music, Refresher specifically, fits very well. <laughs> I feel like, um, just as like speak on that note not to get too comical about it but like you can even imagine the idea of you see like these fully reenacted almost like broadway uh versions of these like soda and like chip commercials and you can imagine like you know that kind of song would fit well with it so those kinds of things that's what's ultimately going to determine the like almost the future of music like what's going to keep on uh moving the industry like in a perpetual manner like what's going to be the next big thing you know we will have another Billie eilish at some point but is it really just going to be the axe what about the content itself so um these are all great questions for sure but you know they all need answers at some point (laughs) well bad thank you so much for your time i really do appreciate all that you do both from a creative side releasing content at a pretty damn consistent rate and with that it's all of really great quality but then also on the same side you guys are just humbling people you're just like one of like one of us we're all here to enjoy and embrace music and that's really what all this is all about so thanks so much bad yeah thank thank you you. so much thanks for having us so nice to talk to you